And good morning to everyone in Southeast Louisiana. It is play by play coming to you live. I am in such a great mood today. It's Halloween. It's cold. Play it, bro. Just go ahead. Let's just play it. Let's just play it. Finally. Finally. The rock has all. <laughs> After weeks of speculation. After months of debate, finally, James Harden is with the Clippers! Yes! My guy has been free! James Harden is with the Clippers! Finally! Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, Russell Westbrook, P.J. Tucker, and James Harden all on the same team, baby! Yeah! And just Claire can stop the crying. Yes. Yes. My 76er lanyard going in the garbage. No more 76ers for me. It's been a good year and a half, two years. We are all aboard the Clipper train. I am so super jacked up and excited. My guy, James Harden, is going to Los Angeles. Yeah, buddy. Brian, why are you not as excited as I am about this? I, I'm not really don't, I'm more excited that I can stop hearing you complain and whine about it. That That's the best. When I saw that this morning, I said, thank God. Yes. <laughs> when I have to hear it. We got Russell Westbrook. We got James Harden. We got Paul George. We got Kawhi Leonard. We got Zubach in the paint. We've got Plumlee in the paint. We've got Terrence Mann. We've got Bones Highland. We got PJ Tucker. We've got Powell. The Clippers are 10 deep, baby. This is not a Laker town anymore. The reason why you should be excited is because we are going to run L.A. now. LeBron and A.D. are going out of business, baby. We're running L.A. now. Well, we got Brandon Ingram. Oh, no, he's hurt. Oh, we will be talking about that later on in the show. We will be talking about that, believe me, later on in the show. Three games into the season. Oh, I got a boo-boo. Oh, I can't. Yeah. That's coming up a little later on. We've got a fun play-by-play. Spare me my um, gloating here in the opening segment of the show. We're going to get into some high school. It's not going to be 90 minutes of me talking about James Harden, I promise. Um, in the next segment, we've got Brittany Wells. If you're saying, who's Brittany Wells? She is the volleyball coach at Central Lafouche. Her team is one of several who made the postseason in our area. Uh, Brittany will be joining us to talk about her team. They're making a trip out to Southside in the opening round. We're going to try to get some other volleyball coaches on throughout the course of the week. Um, At noon, we're going to go to Coach Tyler Lewis. I'm looking forward to chatting with Coach Tyler Lewis. Um, I don't know if you had a chance to hear Brandon Brown yesterday. I did. He was open. He said, hey, look, um, we got a little bit cocky and arrogant against Thibodeau. Um, curious to see if Coach Tyler Lewis agrees with that. Curious to see how the team responds to that. I did not know he coached football. Yep, yep, yep. Um, I only knew that from seeing him at the Jamboree. Yeah, he uh, he does coach football this year. Um, at twelve fifteen, we go to Coach Will Broussard of Assumption. Um, his team, district champs. Is, yeah, the district champions. They uh, are rolling into the postseason with some momentum, um, heading into a Week Ten matchup. Uh, so yeah, it should be a very fun show at 1230. I promise you, we're going to talk about Brandon Ingram and the Pelicans and oh my God, every time you want to get excited about this, start two and oh, you want to get excited about this and oh, my knee hurts. I've fallen and I can't get up. 
break. Man, get blown out by the Warriors yesterday. Um, an indication of what's to come, right? This is what the, the whole season's going to be. This is what the last five seasons have been. Uh, we'll talk about that. Then we'll get to some LSU Alabama. LSU is what beat up. Got a lot of guys out in the secondary. We'll Stop talk about it. that. Um, and yeah, that'll pretty much cover us today. Tomorrow we've got our mailbag and we've got some different things that we're going to look to get accomplished. Uh, but in the opening segment, I want to give an attaboy, our guest, it should say an atta girl, um, to all of our local volleyball programs who made the state playoffs. I ran through this yesterday very briefly. Uh, actually, we were on the air as the brackets were coming out. Um, but then you realize, you know, it's incredible the number, the sheer number of teams that we have got in the postseason in our area. Um, I'll pull up the brackets for you right now. Division one. Uh, Hanville, number eight seed, taking on Captain Shreve, number 25. So Hanville is at home. Terrebonne wins November the 2nd. That's Thursday. Thursday. So Terrebonne on Thursday will be hosting Bird in their main gym at 5.30 p.m. Central Lafouche will have Coach Wells in just a second. On Thursday, we'll be traveling to Southside at 6 o'clock, taking on Southside. Um, those are all local teams in Division One. I. I miss Destrehan. They're traveling to take on Chappelle tomorrow at 5 o'clock. Destrehan's the number 22 seed. Division Two. we've got a bunch of local teams who are in the field. Starting with the Ellender Memorial Patriots, they're playing as the 16th seed against number 17, Carr. A lot of folks have asked me this, so I'm going to answer this question for everybody right now. That match will be Thursday at Oaklawn Middle School. I know Ellender doesn't have a gym. They're playing at Oaklawn Middle School, 22-15, Acadian Drive, Homa, Louisiana, Thursday at 5.30, Ellender and Edna Carr. Assumptions, the nine seed taking on Northwood of Shreveport. No time has been set for that one yet. South Lafouche will be taking on Neville. South Lafouche is the 13 seed. They're going to be hosting Neville. Five o'clock Thursday in the tank. Um, South Terrebonne will be traveling as the number 27 seed to take on Academy of Our Lady. Thursday, 5 o'clock, going out to take on Academy of Our Lady. Um, we've got a playoff volleyball match today in our area. Edie White is playing today against Cecilia, 5 o'clock in Thibodeau. Edie White's the number two seed in Division Three. Let's be honest, Cecilia's probably not going to challenge them. So the two schools got together and said, hey, you know what, let's get this out of the way. Halloween, they're encouraging you to go in costume. 5 o'clock today, Edie White taking on Cecilia. Also in that bracket, tomorrow, Morgan City will be hosting number 21, Cabrini. 5 o'clock out at Morgan City. <clears throat> um, Vanderbilt today, so a second game in the area. I didn't even realize Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt today, 4 o'clock at their home gym, will be hosting Vinton. That's a 6 versus 27. Berwick tomorrow will be hosting Patrick Taylor Sciences and Technologies. That's at 5 o'clock out at Berwick. So kudos to all those teams for qualifying. And then we go to Division 5, and we've got Central Catholic of Morgan City tomorrow, 5 o'clock, taking on Slaughter Community Charter. Homa Christian School will be hosting Ascension Christian. No time set for that one. Tomorrow, CCA at 5 o'clock will be hosting White Castle, uh, that's a 10 versus 23. So, man, uh, just tons and tons of local teams making the playoffs. That's always wonderful to see. Congratulations to all of our playoff teams. Yeah, and it's uh, – I think we're going to have a couple of teams possibly uh, winning in its first round, advancing to uh, at least the second round, and uh, a few teams after that advancing even more. But uh, good, good job by our local volleyball teams this year. A lot of them playing some home games. That's uh, big time. Yep, got a 
make a decision which ones I want to go to now, which is going to be, be tough. Um, put football power rating numbers. Um, Division one. Destrehan currently is sitting at number six. They're in. They're going to be at home in the opening round. Seeding is the only thing they're playing for. East St. John is sitting at 13 right now. I think they're comfortably a host, but they're playing Holy Cross. Might not win that game. It's going to be dicey. East St. John could potentially maybe get knocked out of a host spot. Terrebonne sitting at number 17 right now. They're playing Hanville on Friday. If you want to be at home, you got to win it. Uh, simple as that. If you are if you lose, you're going to drop maybe even into the 20s. Um, big old seeding game for Terrebonne on Friday. Thibodeau, fresh off of the big win against Terrebonne. They're sitting at number 22. They're going to get in. Uh, they're going to get in. They're going to play Destrehan. Whether that game goes their way or not, they're going to get a bunch of points. Thibodeau's going to get in. They're sitting at number 22 right now. Where it gets dicey is South Lafouche, number 27. I have been asked a million and fifty times. Um, what's it looking like? How's you know how's this going to shake out? <clears throat> if you beat Vanderbilt, you unlock the door, you punch your ticket, you're in. If you lose to Vanderbilt, I said last night in a mailbag column that I was writing, there's maybe a 10% chance, 15% chance that you can maybe get in, but you need to be rooting for everybody above you to lose. North Shore, um, Benton, and then everybody below you, East Ascension, Washington Parish, Covington, Hanvis, like, like you need a ton of help. So you would be better served just going ahead and winning that game. Yeah, look, North Shore, I think they're playing Slidell, who's 4-5 and five on the year. So uh should be a good game. Benton's the team, and I think the Tarpons are going to have to look out for it. They, they, uh, they're playing Parkway. They, Parkway 7-2. and two. Uh, You lose that game, it's eight points you get. Well, you know – you really would be well served Friday if you're South Lafouche if you get a Central Lafouche win over HL Bourgeois, which I guess is doable. If you get a Thibodeau win over Hanville, if you get um, a St. Edmund win, but St. Edmunds is playing a very quality opponent, that'd be very difficult. If you get a St. Louis win, they're playing a very quality opponent. It's going to be very difficult. You need all of your non district opponents to, to get you some points, you, assuming you don't win. Right. And you know what? What also hurts Morgan City is not playing. They would be out of district uh, if they would have a game schedule. That's a chance to get another point. Now that's washed. You don't get it. Division two, Lutcher's currently number two. Assumption's currently number three. Both of those teams are in. They're going to be hosting. No drama there. Everything's uh, hunky dory. Morgan City is where things get interesting. Their score is eight point five six zero. Brian mentioned they're on a bye. So they're going to get nothing but schedule points. Their number on Saturday morning is going to be better than 8.56. If a few teams out of St. Martinville, Franklinton, Menden, and LaRanger lose, I think Morgan City is going to get into the playoffs because they only need to move up a little bit to get into that top 28. I think Morgan City's actually sitting in a pretty good spot. Division 2 select E.D. White taking on St. James Friday. They're currently sitting at number 3, maybe with a chance to go up to number 2. I don't think they would fall beyond four with a defeat against St. James. E.D. White's in a good spot. Vanderbilt on Friday coming down the bayou, taking on South Lafouche. They're playing for seeding, a chance to move up a peg or two. If they lose, possibly will move down a peg or two, so a seeding game for Vanderbilt. And then Homa Christian School in Division Three, an opportunity to maybe be at home if they win Friday. They're number 18 right now. They can maybe jump up a peg or two, get into that top 16. And for CCA, they're in but I don't think that they're going to be at home. They're sitting at number 20. 
Friday is just kind of a seeding opportunity. So we've got a lot of teams locally that are going to be into the postseason playing that 11th game of the season. Yeah, Morgan City, okay, not playing Week 10, you think that helps them? Or they're sitting at 30 right now. How can they move up two spots without playing? They're going to get schedule points, which is going to strengthen their number. And if those teams above them lose, their scores are going to go down. I think Morgan City. I think Morgan City's in a good spot to get in. In fact, let me look at Hunter. Hunter Bauer posted his bracket projections. Let me go to Division Two. Oh, he has them in. Yeah, he's got. Yeah, I, yeah, he's got them in. So, I, yeah, I think that Morgan City's in a really good spot. They need those teams above them to lose. Um, but yeah, Hunter has them in at number twenty-eight, taking on Lutcher. Congratulations, you get to go play Lutcher again. Um, but. You know, that's beside the point. That would be a wonderful opportunity for um, Morgan City to say, hey, man, we, we, we made the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. you get in. <laughs> you got to get in first. So we'll be keeping our eyes on that. We cannot wait for Thursday and Friday. Uh, it's going to be a busy time crunching those numbers. But the numbers have already been crunched in volleyball, and when we get out of this break, we're going to go to a local volleyball coach, Coach Brittany Wells with the Central LaFouche Trojans. Her team got in in Division One. And we'll be traveling to take on Southside on Thursday. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we'll be talking some volleyball here on Play by Play. Celebrating 75 years in business, Danos has been setting the standard for generations. How about becoming a part of something bigger and join the team? We're currently hiring for welders, fitters, and blaster painters to work at our fabrication yard in LaRose. You can apply now at www.danos.com or call us at 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. Gen Gators at Industrial Power Systems, your local power generator professionals, serving the entire Gulf Coast as your Kohler titanium dealer. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators. For the most trusted brands in the industry, Kohler, Generac, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins, Onan, and more, Gen Gators at Industrial Power Systems is the place for you. 152 North Hollywood Road in Homa and Highway 3235 in Galliano. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at DufresneLumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the Dufresne difference. At Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation. I got such 
It is playoff time for our local volleyball programs. In the first segment of the show, we ran through who's going where. That was kind of a Halloween song. Yeah, it was this Halloween song. It is happy Halloween. Hope everybody's enjoying themselves. Hope everybody's enjoying this cool weather. We go to the phone lines for the first time today, and we have Coach Brittany Wells on the line with the Central Lafouche volleyball team. Coach, good morning. How are we doing? Good morning. Doing well. Doing well. Yep. Your team had a great regular season, earned a spot into the postseason, uh, going to be traveling to take on Southside in the opening round. Um, I know from talking to you early in the year, you're super proud of these girls. Talk about the way you all played throughout the year. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and, you know, kind of in relation to the Southside, uh, we went to Southside at the beginning of September um, and we ended up playing them in their own tournament. Um, we ended up losing. Uh, at that point, and, you know, we went again uh, October 21st and uh, matched up with Southside again um, and ended up beating them this go-round. And, you know, like to look back at kind of the film and just look at our girls overall, our growth has been tremendous. Um, just playing together, working together, um, just overall, we've, we've progressed over the season to get where we are. And uh, like you said, it, it, it's been a while since we've made playoffs. Uh, we're looking at seven years, and um, being in Division One has always been competitive. Um, but we're making the run, and I'm excited that we we are matched up with Southside because we know them, you know. Yeah, for sure. Look, you know, tell me about that. I didn't realize you had played them twice, but looking at it the first time, they got you pretty good. You know, twenty five seventeen, twenty five nine. But then the next time, you guys got them pretty good. Straight sets, twenty five nineteen, in both uh, sets. Boy, that's a sign of growth, isn't it? To reverse what kind of was lopsided against you into being a little more lopsided in favor of you. What was the difference between the two matches? Um, I think, you know, at the beginning of the season, we were still trying to find our pieces and where our girls fit um, overall, moving pieces around, whether it was a hitter moving from middle to outside or vice versa. Um, I took actually one of my right side hitters and started playing her some defense, um, which was a big adjustment for us. Um, but way, you know, extremely beneficial. Um, moving those pieces around and recognizing what we needed on the court, um, it just played off definitely in that second time matching up against them. Um, again, at the beginning of the season, you're trying to figure out your lineups, whatever is going to be best for you and uh, for the team. And um, that's where we were then, and here we are now. Coach, is it a younger group? Is it an experienced group? Is it a group that's kind of mixed? I guess shout out some of the names of those young ladies that have been working hard. They deserve to get some airtime. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we, we have five seniors. Um, all of them pretty much see the court. We've got Destiny Broussard, one of our defenders. Um, we have Sarah Weaver. She's our libero this year. Um, funny story, Sarah went from a hitter all the way to a libero position uh, since she started at Central. So the growth has been tremendous from her. Um, we've got Alana Fitch, uh, who runs our middle and uh, has been an outstanding person for us overall. Um, we've got uh, Haley um, Saban, who's on our right side as a hitter. And, um, these again, these girls have been working really hard. We've got Natasia Cooper, who we actually took as a middle hitter, and we moved her to be more beneficial for us on the outside. Um, making that move alone has, has helped us tremendously. Um, and then we have one of our junior hitters, Cortland Smith, who – Look, I mean, this kid's come a long way. She She's our hardest hitter on our team. And, and just overall, um, when we need her to put the ball away, she puts it away. Um, so just these girls, again, they've, they've been working uh, since their freshman year, kind of fighting through diversity, you know, with COVID, with uh, Ida hitting, all of that. 
So they've, they've definitely come a long way, um, and it's, it's great to see them work together. Coach, you all are entering the playoffs battle test. I look at your schedule. You guys have played a bunch of playoff teams. You know, Most of the local teams that have made the playoffs, you guys have played against them and have beaten a lot of them. Um, some of the others you have played very competitively against. So this is a group that uh, is very battle tested, and you know they got some some calluses coming in. You know they got some skins on the wall for sure. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, you know, looking into this season, we, we scheduled this season going in saying, okay, let's try some different tournaments. Um, we were kind of used to the same old tournaments at Assumption, HL, Morgan City, and so forth. And uh, my coaching staff, we we agreed that we need to see other people. So we took on the challenge of going out towards Lafayette to see those teams, Um, especially because, you know, state playoffs, you're going to see those teams. So um, having that diverse schedule, I think, really benefit us this year. Does it help going in knowing that, okay, you know, you guys are going to hit the road on Thursday, you're going to be going to a gym that you know where it is and the kids have played there, you're going to know where the locker rooms are, like, it would be one thing, in my opinion, if you guys are going to like North Louisiana and Shreveport and had no clue where you were going. But I think that familiarity is actually going to help you guys a little bit, won't it? I I, I definitely agree. Um, I was actually talking with my assistant coach earlier. You know, like our biggest thing is making sure we don't go into this match um, complacent because we've seen them. Yeah. Um, the surrounding, the the area, the the gym atmosphere is definitely not going to be new to us. Um, but we still have to walk in and do our job. So that's going to be the, the big, big presence for us is making sure we're walking in, um, knowing that we give it 100% no matter what. Coach, I'm going to ask you a question, and I promise I'm not trying to get you in trouble, but Brian and I talk about this all the time. Why isn't volleyball split like the other sports? I mean, to me, it's, it's absurd. You know, we got a football split, we got a basketball split, a baseball split. Why aren't you guys in the same boat? Um, truthfully, I think, you know, this kind of goes years back when, when the discussion of splitting was uh, kind of on topic. As a coaching group, um, and I speak kind of, you know, just the, the volleyball coaches in general, we, we at that point agreed that we didn't feel it was necessary um, to make that split. Um, but, I mean, yeah, you still, when you look at playoffs, you, you have these, these teams that dominate constantly. Um, I, I still don't think that we're going to end up in any type of split um, overall. I think it's just the volleyball atmosphere by itself, right? Um, yeah. Now, I know there's division moves coming up soon uh, with certain teams. Um, and, and being in Division One is, like I said, it's competitive. We hadn't made playoffs in seven years. So being in playoffs in Division Two is way different from one. For sure. Look, last question before we let you go. What are some of the keys to the match on Thursday? What are some things that the Trojans have to do to go on the road and get a win? Um, we don't, Like I said, we've got to go in giving 100%. Um, we definitely have to stay on our toes and make sure we're aware of every bit of the game. Um, you know, the, the skill's there. We need to bring the energy and uh, do our best to get this win on the road, for sure. Sounds like a winner. Coach, thanks so much for the time. Good luck to you all. We're pulling for you all. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yep. That is Coach Wells with Central Lafouge doing an excellent job. She mentioned it had been a long playoff drought. Well, playoff drought no more. And I didn't realize, and and she brought up a good point, you know, hey, this is a team that we have faced twice. We have played them in their gym twice. The first time they blasted us, the second time we blasted them. Now we got a rubber match. Um, I could see what she's saying, right? You know, hey, there's that, that calm and that confidence. 
But this is also a team that's proven they're capable of beating you, too. So you don't want to be complacent. That's going to be an interesting one on Thursday to see how uh, the, the Trojans handle that going on the road. Well, um, they're going in the uh, higher lower seat, however you want to look at it. They got to travel. Uh, and they're going into it knowing that they can compete and beat this team. And look, the last 17 games, the Lady Trojans are 12-5. and five. They got a stretch where I think they lost four or five games in a row. After that, the last 17, 12, and 5. So they're playing some good volleyball coming in to the playoffs, and that's what you want to do is try to peak, uh, try and peak at the right time when you're getting into the playoffs. And it's got to give you confidence knowing that you can beat them. Yeah, they beat you already, but you know you beat a team and you're going into their gym and you beat them in, on, in their territory. So uh, it, it's got to help the Lady Trojans in preparing for this game coming up. You know what's crazy is like, okay, South of Houston is facing Neville. That's – all the way in North Louisiana, they're eighteen and eight. They're fourteen and two in their district. Um, but let's be honest, North Louisiana volleyball isn't that good, right? Um, volleyball is more of a central to southeastern, southwestern sport in Louisiana. Um, in basketball, you guys got huddle. In football, you guys got huddle. Like I'm just wondering if your coach share me, how in the heck are you trying to learn about your opponent? And then likewise, how's Neville trying to learn about South Lafouche? Like. I guess you're calling coaches around the state. Like, how are you getting some intel? Well, some of these schools have huddle. Okay. Uh, and, and I think South Lafourche may, and Coach Wells mentioned that uh, they saw some film. At least they maybe filmed their own or if they have huddle. But some of these volleyball coaches, uh, volleyball schools do have huddle. I didn't realize that. Yes, that's that's yeah, good. They do. Because, boy, I would I, – I'm just thinking from my perspective whenever, you know, I used to do some youth coaching, like, you never want to go into a game not knowing. Oh, <laughs> you no. never want to have to figure it out on the fly. Um, so, yeah, man, I, I hope that all the teams are able to get some access to some tape and everything like that because whew, that'd be a helpless feeling. And if not, not you old school, <laughs> you call, get on the phone, start calling coaches and give me some info. Tell me if, you know, you have no tape to watch. Uh, what did you see? Giving their players what they do and stuff like that. Yeah, no doubt. Well, look, let's catch a break when we get back. Uh, we're going to have Tyler Lewis of the Terrebonne Tigers. His team lost a heartbreaker on Friday. But I have a chance to get right back up on the horse and take on Hanville this coming Friday. It's play-by-play. We'll be right back after this. While inventory is growing, prices are dropping at Golden Motors. Come to Golden Motors and check out the new 2023 Chevrolet Silverado with all-new technology and improved great fuel economy. Whether you're looking to tow your boat or camper or if it's just you for your daily commute, the comfort and towing capability is there for you. Check out the new 2023 Chevy Silverado at Golden Motors, 15101 Highway 3235 and Cutoff, The Back Road, 325-1000. Chevy, find new roads. Price is priority. Home Health Services in South LaFouche are vital right now. Look no further than Lady of the Sea Home Health, where the sick, the elderly, and the homebound. Our caring staff makes each day a little brighter, a little better. With quality health care and warm, genuine support, you and your loved ones are the most comfortable, content, and independent in your own home. Speak to your physician today about Home Health Services from Lady of the Sea. Call 985-632-6900 for more information. Quality health care locally for you. 
Absolute Fitness wants to welcome our community to come back and check us out. You'll discover an amazing environment and a friendly and welcoming staff at Absolute Fitness. We have a 12,000 square foot facility with all new top of the line equipment, new saunas, an amazing smoothie bar, personal trainers, and much, much more. Absolute Fitness offers many types of very competitive memberships along with a dual membership with our proud partner, CrossFit Brackish. Absolute Fitness at 17092 West Main Street, Galliano. Maritime Safety Solutions, LLC, specializes in portable fire extinguisher sales, inspection, and service. They provide tests of CO2 fire suppression, NOVAC systems, fire detection systems, water mist systems, and safety relief valves on marine vessels. Conveniently located minutes away from Port Fouchon. Our service technicians have a dependable reputation by outstanding service to the marine industry. Stop by Maritime Safety Solutions, LLC, 14626 West Main Street, Cutoff, or call 985-632-7233. And welcome back to Play by Play. We thank Coach Brittany Wells for her time in the last segment of the show, and we wish the Central LaFouche volleyball team, nothing but the best luck in the playoffs, as well as every one of our other local teams, nothing but the best luck. We go to the phone lines again for our second time today, and we have Terrebonne High School football coach, Coach Tyler Lewis on the line. Coach, good morning, buddy. How are we doing? Good. How are you guys doing today? Good, man. Uh, going well so far. Um, you guys had a tough one on Friday against Thibodeau, a game that you guys were up pretty big early and then just couldn't put it together to finish it out. Um, what's the mood been like, man, since then? I know the kids were taking it hard on Friday, but have you guys been able to put the pieces back together again? Oh, yeah, no doubt, man. And, you know, like I tell, I told the kids, you know, the, you know, the best part about losing is, is the process. You know, a lot of our kids haven't been in this position before as far as winning big games and coming back and trying to stay consistent in winning, winning big games, you know. Uh, you know, we got to 10. We got up big early, and we got content, you know, and we preach it on the sideline, you can't get content. Uh, but we did, and, uh, you know, they must understand that, you know, you, you can't work hard to get to a certain destination and then stop working. It just don't work that way. Uh, so, yeah, everything, everything's back to where it needs to be, and, uh, you know, we have a tough opponent coming home this Friday, Homeville High School, and, and it's a, a must-win situation for us at this point. I was talking to Brandon Brown yesterday, and he told me, he said, man, it, it was a perfect storm. You know, we get the big win against East St. John, and then we jump out on them early, and, and you know, the kids just kind of drank the Kool-Aid a little bit. He said, hey, the coach is about to drink the Kool-Aid a little bit. Um, but at the end of the day, bro, could this be a valuable lesson, right? Because you'd rather have this happen before the playoffs than during them, right? Oh, no doubt. You know, um, this 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 is this is a, one a, a great lesson for us. You know, we had a great week of practice, but it, it, and you, it showed it showed we got up twenty one nothing. But um, like you said, we got to that point and we we, we bought into the into the uh, into the hype and, and it, <clears throat> it ended up biting us in the butt. Um, you know, you know, uh, typical high had some great athletes on a scrappy defense. You know and. And you know we weren't able to move the ball, but this is a learning experience for us. You know, you know adversity is everything. You know, went into we went into a uh, tough environment at East St. John and, and being an underdog, and underdog and getting upset, and then coming back being the being the uh, the top dog and getting upset. You know, uh, because we simply you know took our foot off the gas. You know, so uh, it's a definitely a lesson for us. 
Hanvu is three and five, but they're better than the record would indicate. They played close with some really good teams. They were close to East St. John, close with Lutcher. You know, they played some good football. What are some things that you guys are seeing in them? And they're also coming in hot. They've won two in a row. What are some things you're seeing on tape with the Tigers, man? Uh, they're playing some great football right now, and um, it definitely be a good test for us. Um, you know, they're effectively running the ball. They run a heck of an RPO uh, offense. Um, you know, defensively, you know they're 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 matching us pretty much size wise. Um, you know, we just have to take advantage of the secondary play. Um, I, I really think that um, you know we have to take advantage of special teams as well this week. Um, that's areas in that in that aspect that that we saw. Uh, but overall, we like I said, we just got to get back to doing what we do, man, and staying consistent. Uh, I would assume that Friday would be you guys' senior night, the last regular season home game. Um, I know it's a group that you want to spend a bunch more time with here in the coming weeks. But uh, tell us about your senior group, man. It's got to be a group that's very special to you. Yeah, indeed. It is senior night for us. Um, we're going to have a total of uh, 19 seniors, 18 football players in total. Uh, you know, you know, you have, you know, Colin Billiard, who's, uh, you know, our most attractive guy coming off of that class. Uh, with the LSU commitment, and then you have Chase Johnson, who's in the backfield, who's uh, who missed the first three games, but uh, man, the, the last the last six has been big for him. Uh, you know, we have you know in the secondary place, Artavius uh, Clark, who's one of the best corners in the district right now, and uh, Kayvon Gardner, who's in the secondary. So, you know, Greg Harden, who's a safety for us, a strong safety, holds it down, you know, run support for us. Jaleel Matthews, who Who's one of the best linebackers? I guess you can say in the state, he's about 120 something tackles this year. So you know, these we're gonna, you know, I wish we could get get most of these guys back because it was only two years in the in the system with these guys, you know. But you know, it's gonna be tough seeing them go, and hopefully they can finish their legacy off the right way. You guys are going to be in the playoffs here. There's there's no doubt about that. But you're playing for seeding and you're playing for a chance to be at home in that opening round. How big would that be, man? Because you know this. Right now, if if the playoffs started today, you guys would be getting on a bus and going to Shreveport. That's that's not easy to do. How that important? Easy yeah. How important is it that somebody's getting on a bus and coming to Homa instead? That 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 would be big for us, and and, and that's something I'm preaching to our kids. But it's something I'm preaching to the staff as well. You know, it's it's not easy getting on the road and traveling that long, and then playing a football game on a Friday night. And and if it's this type of weather up north, man, it, it, the psychological part starts to play a play a big piece of of, of success of, of non-success in, in, in many cases. But you know, this Friday is 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 it's just like we're not in the you know we're playing to get in the playoffs rather. You know, that's the that's the the, the tone we have here. It's a must-win game for us because, you know, it's going to give us the opportunity to host here. And um, that's something um, that we really want to have happen here instead of getting on the bus for sure. Hall of Fame uh, inductees will be honored at halftime. And, bro, i got to tell you, um, just reading some of the information about these folks, Mr. Roger Callahan, Mr. Kyrie Galmore, uh, Mr. Warren Shanklin, Miss Sierra Lines, and Miss Elena Verdon, that's five special players, man. I'm sure those kids may see that and say, hey, you know, someday that could be me. Like, it's awesome to have role models and goals. And I'm seeing Shanklin, you know, competed in the Olympic trials. And Sierra was a state champion. Elena played high-level college basketball. Like, these are some amazing people that went through those halls. I'm sure that's got to be an inspiration for your club, man. 
Oh, no doubt. You know, and, and this is the uh, first time we bring him back the Hall of Fame since uh, COVID. And um, it's going to be something major for the kids to see um, because, you know, it, you know, you talk about legacy, you know, uh, what kind of legacy will you leave, leave behind? Those people right there that you just named left the legacy behind and, and it was remembered. And now that, that it is remembered, it's being honored and it's going to forever be honored uh, in the history of Terrebonne. So that's something major, man, and that's something – that, you know, as a young man, uh, you shouldn't be looking forward to because one day that can't be you, you know. So that's major for them and major for the, the school to get, uh, get back at it. No doubt, bro. Well, hey, last question I got for you. Taking on Honda, what are some keys to victory? What are some things you guys got to do well? Well, we have to be consistent. You know, we have to be consistent. We can't make mistakes. Um, you know, we can't stop working. You know, like I said uh, earlier, you know, we, we can't work to get to a certain destination and then stop when we get to that destination. You know, we have to be just as hungrier as the next team or even hungrier to complete compete for a state title here. So we just have to be consistent, mistake-free, and just be terrible and perfect. Sounds like a winner, bro. Thanks so much for the time. Always good chatting with you, buddy. Yes, sir. Yeah, have a good one. Yep, there's Coach Tyler Lewis doing a good job. Love chatting with him. He always tells us how he really feels. And look, I'll say this. I've said it on social media a couple times. I'll say it here on the air. I'm going to keep saying it until it happens. We need to get a South LaFouche High School Athletic Hall of Fame. This would be something I would be complaining about to you last year, not a, not your call anymore. But if we decide to do that, I will volunteer my time to help get pictures or information about whomever. There have been so many talented athletes and coaches and support personnel that deserve that recognition. Let's please get that done at some point. Yeah, um, I'm sure with other schools doing it, more frequently now, you're going to see uh, more and more schools uh, start to do this. Uh, what's interesting to me, and I saw you had it pulled up there a second ago, um, I'm assuming that Go Preps has Terrebonne losing on Friday because they don't have them at home in the opening round. So they're maybe predicting or projecting Hanville to get the win over Terrebonne. Um, because if they if Terrebonne beats Hanville, you're getting 13 for the win. Um, your score's 11-3-6. Then you'd get several schedule points a lot of the teams in your schedule are going to win i think they would get into the top 16 um but i don't know it's going to be really close and he mentioned that the difference between like right now if the playoffs started today they would be facing number 16 parkway that's a bus to shreveport if you just flip those around and you put terrible 16 parkway 17 the boys from shreveport are busting to homa and they're the ones who have the long <laughs> yeah. day um so, yeah, I think it's crucially important that they get in as a home team um, because, boy, that, that becomes a long day, and it's tough to win on the road in the playoffs, man. Yeah, and his projections on a, on a goal preps, he has an 18-15 matchup where they'd be playing Parkway <clears throat> Excuse me, in the first round. But uh, in, in Terrebonne's case, listen, Casey, I, I, this becomes more and more of a, of a must-win because if, if that holds true – the second round, you know where you're going? Back north. Oh. The top three. Look, the top oh. three. Rustin, Airline, Neville. Yeah, that's brutal, so man. back to back. You can be traveling to north Louisiana back to back weeks if you can get by that first round game. So it's it's becoming more and more important for Terrebonne to, to win Friday just to get out of traveling in two weeks. And looking at this, looking at Parkway, I think it's a favorable matchup. If if that were to be the opponent, Parkway seven and two, 
They have beaten a two and seven school, a three and six school, a one and eight school, a four and five school, an zero and nine school, a three and six school, and a two and seven school. They've only played two games against teams with winning records, and they lost both of them. So maybe that would be an opportunity. But you're right; if you'd have to do that back to back weeks, oh my god! That's- yeah, and Bell Chase is possibly first round, which would be much better. I mean, I'm, I'm just talking travel wise, not nothing with teams, but. Uh, traveling two weeks up north, if you get by the week of uh, first round game, is as brutal. I'm looking at it right now, and there's a team laying in the weeds right now that I think is going to be very scary and very a very difficult out. Westgate right now is sitting at number 21. In the opening round, they would be taking on number 12, Salmon, and this could all change. Westgate is 5-4. and four. They have lost to Calvary Baptist, who's undefeated. Turlings, who's 6-3, and three. Lafayette Christian, who might be the best team in the state any class, and St. Thomas Moore. There ain't no way in hell I would want to play Westgate in the opening round. We've seen that many a times. Hell, they beat Evangel by 20-plus points earlier this year. That's a quality football team. There are a lot of those teams seated down there that are not going to be fun matchups to draw in round one. I would go even further down right now. East Ascension's at 28. They're really good. I don't care about the three and six. They're really good. You go look at their schedule. If you're losing to West Monroe, 34 to 20. If you're losing to Destran, 21 to 7. If you're losing to Zachary, 24 to 7, you're a good football team. You are a good football team. Santa Mont, 23 to 8. Like they have had the most difficult schedule of anybody in the state. And if they could squeak in, they're capable of winning that opening round game despite the, the, the poor record. Let me see. Six of their opponents have won seven games or more. Yeah, their their schedule uh, factor uh, is 10.8, which is the second best of anybody in Division One. Number one is Wachita Parish, who has a schedule rating of 11.4. So you look back and uh, people are saying, well, with this power ranking system, how do you schedule? Do you schedule – Teams you can beat, or you schedule teams that are gonna, you know, gonna win seven to ten games. Uh, look, uh, East Ascension has three wins on, on the year, but they're scheduling teams that are uh, that win. So I, yeah, I, I think with that, I think you have to either schedule a bunch of three and four win teams that you'll win every Friday against, or if you schedule hard, you got to make sure those teams win eight, nine, ten games. You don't want to schedule like a Hanville, which is a very quality opponent, but they go four and five and beat you. That's what you want to avoid. If you are scheduling tough, you want to make sure it's an eight, nine, or ten win team that you're scheduling. So if you want to get in the playoffs, okay, like one of the uh, worst seeds, 28 or whatever, to get in, this is the formula. You schedule teams, at least three teams that are going to win three games. Because East Essential won three games. Each one of their victories, their opponents have only won three games. Yeah. So you schedule those three teams that are going to win three games. Then you, the other ones win seven, eight, nine, or ten games, and uh, you can get in. It's crazy. It is crazy. Uh, we're over here crunching numbers and doing math. We're going to catch a break when we get back. The guy well, we're going to have used on. to doing that. Right. The guy that we're going to have on ain't studying the numbers too much, but his assumption sitting in a great spot. They're 7-2 and two with a 13.75 power rating score. As of right now, they'd be the number three seed in their bracket, getting an opening round bye. We'll talk to Will Broussard in the next segment. His play-by-play will be right back after this. 
Celebrating 75 years in business, Danos has been setting the standard for generations. Become a part of something bigger and join the team. We're currently hiring for drivers, warehousemen, riggers, crane operators, and forklift operators to work out of Port Fouchon. So apply now at danos.com or call 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. Gen Gators at Industrial Power Systems, your local power generator professionals, serving the entire Gulf Coast as your Kohler titanium dealer. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators. For the most trusted brands in the industry, Kohler, Generac, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins, Onan, and more, Gen Gators at Industrial Power Systems is the place for you. 152 North Hollywood Road in Homa and Highway 3235 in Galliano. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at dufresnelumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the Dufresne difference. At Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation. We're attempting to get Coach Will Broussard on the line. Um, if the other side of the studio would use their own phone line and not ours, perhaps maybe we would have a smoother and more expedited situation. It's play-by-play -play on Kaylee B. We'll try to get Will on in this segment. Um, well, we're going to try to get him on. The Mustangs are 7-2 and two on the season. 5-0 and oh overall in district play. They got a win over Vanderbilt. We actually had Will a second ago, but we lost connection. We're going to get him back here in this segment of the show. The Mustangs are a team that has gotten so much better throughout the course of the year, starting with a 36 nothing win over Donaldsonville, and they've kind of hit their stride since then. Lost a close one to St. James, 33-20. to Gutted out a win um, on uh, October the 6th against South Lafouche. Now we've got Coach Will Broussard on the line. I think we got him squared away. Coach, good morning. How we doing, man? I'm doing fine. How y'all doing? Good. Uh, your team is playing extremely well. They've won five games in a row. Uh, you've won the district championship. Got some hard-fought wins the last couple of weeks. It's all coming together, man. Yes. Yeah. It's and, and it's coming together at a good time. Um, you know, the, the coaches, the kids, they've really worked hard, put in a lot of time. It, it's good when you do, when you work hard and you, and you get to reap the benefits of it. So we're very pleased so far. 
Man, uh, tell us about the Vanderbilt game a little bit. You guys hang a 55 spot on them, bro. That's not easy to do. Vanderbilt's got a pretty good defense. I understand they had some kids that were missing with the flu or whatnot, but still, 55 is 55. you got to be proud of your offense, man. Yeah, you know, like I said, it, it all goes back to the you know the, the offensive coaches, the O-line coach, the uh, offensive coordinator, Coach Grant, uh, Como. They're they really good at putting a good game plan together. And, you know, it, it all goes down to how can we get four and 34 to the ball um, in space, you know, and and let them do what they do best. So uh, they've done a really good job with with doing that. Uh, we've also gotten a little bit better with the, uh, this this new thing called the, the passing game that we, we just found out about. Um, so uh, we've gotten a little bit better with doing that too. And uh, and it just, it, it just everything just kind of came together Friday night. It, it really did. Um, Vanderbilt, like you said, they have they have a really good defense. They have a good coaching staff over there too. Um, it just we, we were just clicking on offense Friday night. Will coaches tell me all the time that the difference between year one and year two is like night and day. Year one, you're teaching, you're learning the kids. The kids are learning you. Everybody's kind of feeling something out. And then year two, those expectations are already set. I think that you would probably agree, man, based on the results that you guys are having. Year two has been a little bit more easy for you as the old ball coach, hasn't it? Oh, yeah, definitely. And, you know, um, there's one thing I was thinking about uh, a few nights ago. At the end of last season, um, you did like a little article on each team. And the one thing you wrote about us was uh, we were consistent. And you totally hit it on the head. And the entire offseason, we really looked at how can we become more consistent, be more, more accountable. And, and I think on both sides of it was, you know, the kids get to know, who, you know, get to know me and me get to know them. And in, 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 in any relationship, there's a give and take, right? You know, and, um, you know, sometimes I'm a little hard, you know, and I've had to pull the reins back a little bit and trust them to trust me, if, if that makes any sense. So, um, with all that being said, the, the second year definitely things slow down a little bit. I kind of have an idea of what to expect, or what to do during the week, you know, and stuff like that. And a lot of it's not the X's and O's; it's the making sure we got a bus for the trip, making sure we have meals taken care of, you know, just stuff like that that uh, you really can't prepare for unless you're 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 actually doing it. This is a very interesting question, at least in my opinion. I'm so curious to hear your answer. Assuming that you guys are able to get the win Friday it's looking very likely that you guys would get a, an opening round playoff bye. Now, most coaches would say, okay, you know, yeah, we'll rest up, we'll heal, we'll get everything situated. But for a team that would enter the playoffs red hot like you guys, do you want a week off or would you prefer to, you know, get right back at it and keep that same routine? That, that is a very good question because we, we, we do have some injuries. You know, we do have – we are a little banged up. Um so it's nice having that, that, that break, but at the same time, I totally agree with you on the other side of it. Like, we're rolling right now. Let's just keep playing. Um, that's a hard question to answer. Um, obviously, we, I think in the long run, I think having that week to get healthy is going to help us. Um, but I could also see how it could also throw a wrench in it with the, just the, us being used to playing every week and playing every week, playing every week, and all of a sudden we're off, you know. Um, and, and kids, uh, you know, kids, we're all human beings. We're used to routine, uh, and when that, when that routine gets thrown off, sometimes that can hurt. So hopefully it doesn't. But um, I think we need to have that week off to just to, re- just to recover uh, and get, some, get healthy. I think it will help us in a long way. South Terrebonne comes in hot. They've won two games in a row. They haven't allowed a point in either of them. They've got a big, powerful running back. They're getting better as the year goes on. And uh, Coach, uh, Coach Babin told me on Saturday, he said, hey, look, 
we're not going to the playoffs. This is our playoff game. This is a chance to, you know, go on out and, and beat a quality opponent. Um, what are some of the things that you're seeing on tape with the Gators? But just like you said, I mean, they, they're physical. Um, they, uh, you know, they're where they're supposed to be. Like, they're a well-coached team. Um, you know, they, they uh, it's going to be tough. You know, I don't think it's going to be a walk in the park uh, at, at, you know, any stretch of the imagination. So, and like you said, they, they don't, they're not making the playoffs. And it would it would do really good for them to springboard them into next season, being able to finish the season winning the last three games and, uh, you know, especially beating us. Uh, and knocking us out of maybe getting a, a bye, you know, stuff like that. So uh, they definitely have a lot to play for, um, and we and we still do too. You know, we have to, uh, we got to repay them for what they did to us last year. So um, because if we win last year, we're in the playoffs. So um, I, payback <laughs> for, for last year. So we still got something to play for, um, and uh, and it's going to be a tough game, but I'm looking forward to it. It's a perfect segue to the next question I was going to ask. Last year, you guys were comfortably in heading into week nine, and then the the house of cards just kind of crumbled a little bit. Did going through that kind of help the returning players? It's like, hey, we know it's got to be all gas, no brakes, man, because if you let the foot off the pedal even for a second, uh, it could go south pretty quick. Yes, sir. No, definitely. You know, and, and we we talked to that talked to them about that a lot, where we said, look. Uh, we're not at a point where we can just walk on a field and just win a game. Like we've got to prepare, we've got to play hard from beginning to end, uh, no matter who we're playing. And that's the only way we're going to be able to be successful. So um, definitely been pushing that since since last year uh, during the off season, uh, during the summer, uh, stuff like that. Just playing hard, playing you know, playing fast, um, and not taking anything for granted. Because I think we did that a little bit. Uh, myself included, and we, you know, it definitely was a hard lesson to learn, but uh, I think we learned it, and uh, hopefully we can display that Friday night. Turner and Jacobs are special, man. That's a great one-two punch. You guys run them an awful lot, and then now you said Turner's, you know, starting to stretch the field a little bit with the arm. Um, man, those are two big-time weapons, man. I'm sure you guys are awfully glad that they're on your side, and you're not scheming against them somewhere else. Oh, definitely. Um, yeah, and they, like, you know, again with those two. They, man, they, they, I call them erasers because anytime you make a mistake, they can they make up for it. You know, so if if Coach Grant would you know possibly maybe call a, a uh, not a wrong play, but maybe call a play at a bad time, they still get yards. So it's like it's hard, man. When they, when they tell you that the Jimmys and Joes can can beat the X's and O's, it's true. <laughs> <So> <laughs> it's it's, uh, it's good when we when you got those two on your side. No doubt about that, man. Well, look, Will, we thank you so much for the time. Keep up the good work, man. We're pulling for you, bro. I appreciate it. Thank you all so much. Yep, that is Coach Will Bruce Sarver, the assumption. No one in the area has done a better job with their club than, than he has. Uh, they started off slow scrimmage and jamboree. The talk was, oh, assumption might be down. You know, they struggled against Central LaFouche. Oh, they struggled against this team, whatever it may be. Um, Stan has said it so perfectly two Saturdays in a row. They have just gotten a little bit better every single week, and now you're looking at a team that's number three in the state in Division two non-select and is playing really well. Um, I was very interested, though, in his conversation about the bye. Um, I don't know if I would want it. You're cruising. You're relatively healthy. You're playing as well as you have all year. I don't know that I would want a Friday night off right now. Um and you could tell in his voice the way he answered. He's a little torn on the idea, too. Uh, so we'll be curious if they're able to beat South Terrebonne and get that by. Be curious how they handle that. And that's just another component to the uh, 
the power ranking system that don't like. Why we don't just have 32 teams? Yes. Like then, I, then no one has a bye. And, but it's uh, – I, I don't know. It, yeah, it, it's uh, it's tough. I mean, you could possibly use the bye to, to get healthy, but when you're playing good ball the way Assumption is right now, you want to keep rolling. You don't want to stop. Yeah, I, I tend to agree. Um, so we'll see. They, they've got to take on South Terrebonne. Look, South Terrebonne's playing better coming in. Um and Aaron was very vocal about, hey, look, we ain't going to the playoffs. We're treating this like our playoff game, like a bowl game. So they're going to be emptying the tank if they got some trick plays or whatever it may be. Um, and you know Coach Hawkins is going to have a good plan to try to slow down that running game. So that'll be a fun one. That'll be an interesting matchup yeah. on Friday. You would favor assumption, but you never know. You said it, try and slow down. That that two-headed monster is brutal. Yeah, they're and, – uh, and <laughs> Look, I, I watched the, the, the Vanderbilt game – my goodness, the big plays that they had, and they can they can throw the football now. Also, I mean, it, it's uh, they are they are tough to stop. Man, I don't care who's you put up fifty on Vanderbilt, you, yeah. you're doing something right. So they're in a good spot to maybe get a buy. Um, they're hopeful that they can maybe improve their positioning, and uh, we'll see how it goes. But we're certainly super proud of Will. Let's catch a break when we get back. Whew, I got to talk bad about the Pelicans, y'all. Um, oh boy. They lost to the Warriors last night. I don't care about that. I don't expect the Pelicans to be better than the Warriors, but I do expect something. Um, well, we'll get to it in the next segment. It's play-by-play. We'll be right back after this. At Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation. Welcome to New Wake Outfitters, located in Metairie, just east of Causeway Boulevard. Your one-stop fly shop and paddle sports dealer. Join us on November 11th for kayak demos and our new pool, casting demonstrations, raffle prizes, and a food truck. We have a new selection of functional and comfortable apparel from your favorite brands for the cooler weather. Our dedicated staff is here to provide you with the knowledge to make an informed purchase. Check out our exclusive brands, such as Rugged Road, Turtle Box, Overson Overtown, plus New Canoe 2022 kayaks are all 20% off. No Wake Outfitters, 1926 Airline Drive in Metairie. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at dufresnelumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the do-friend difference. 3T Oil Change is an efficient quick-loop service that offers oil changes for gas and diesel engines, brake tags, tire sales and services, engine and cabin air filters, bulb replacement and wiper blades with the convenience of a drive through No appointment necessary. 3T Oil Change on Main Street and Cutoff. Call 798-7401. Proud supporter of South LaFouche Sports. 3T Oil Change says, Go Tarpons!
night, the New Orleans Pelicans got humbled in the Smoothie King Center, 130-102 to by the Golden State Warriors. It's Casey Jisclair here with Coach Brian Colley on play-by-play. I got axed early in the season after the Pelicans won the opener. I got axed after the Pelicans won the second game. Why aren't you more excited? Why aren't you talking about the Pelicans more? Hey, they're 2-0. Hey, everybody's healthy. Last night was why. Um, because the news breaks right before tip-off, about two, three hours before tip-off, Brandon Ingram is out injured with a sore knee. There was no indication that he was ailing. There was no indication that he was out injured. There was no indication that he was fighting any sort of problem. But lo and behold, he's out, can't play, sore knee, don't know when he's coming back. And maybe I'm a hater, maybe I'm wrong for thinking this way, but the first instinct that I had, the first instinct that a lot of Pelicans fans had is, here we go again. Because that's the thing, bro. If this were as simple as just Zion Williamson being made of glass, hey, you know, it is what it is. We'll be happy whenever he's available. But the problem is that the other half of your two-headed monster that Willie Green says the best duo in the NBA, which is absolutely laughable. But the other half of your two-headed monster played 45 games last year and also missed half of the season. So one of two things here happened, and I don't know that either one is any good. Either Ingram does not have a serious injury and is just choosing to not play and rest or whatever it may be, or two games in, he's already broken, and in which case we're looking at several weeks without him. But I would have given leniency, I would have given a pass if this was the second night of a back-to-back. It wasn't. You're facing the Warriors, you have a chance to make a statement, and you're not 100%, and as a result, you get hammered 130-102. to um, And please, please spare me, though, brother, the referees were bad. I saw a couple of calls with the Warriors where you lost by 28. Give me a break. Get out of here. You got the referees didn't out rebound you sixty four to thirty nine. The Warriors did. Um, the referees didn't give up fifteen three pointers. The, the the Warriors got that on you. And oh yeah, they also didn't have Clay Thompson. So spare me the boohoo and about injuries and everything like that. That's not a good sign, dude. Knee soreness after playing two games. You've played three. You got seventy nine to go, and you're already starting to have that can get dented up a little bit. I don't like that. That's not good. Well, either way is bad with uh, on Brandon uh, Brandon Ingram. Uh, if you have an injury already after two games, okay, or it's, it's bad enough because then get ready. That's just the <laughs> oh. that's just a little piece right of what was gonna happen if big, that's the case. Big boys coming up if, next. Yeah, if he's injured already, then on the other hand, if He's not, and if he just wants to rest because his knee's so – it's the first freaking week of the season. And you want to rest? Before Golden State. I mean, come on. Yeah. That's – look, and if – I wouldn't feel too worried about it if the nonsense in the offseason wouldn't have happened where he, he's going to play with Team USA or whatever and – uh, it didn't go his way, so he pouted yes. like a baby. You know, he's yes. going to pout about it. And then, and then now this happens in the first week of the season. It, it, I mean, Get ready. Then you're going to have all this 
all season, you're going to have to deal with this. This and his distraction is going to end up being if this the start of it. I said before the year, New Orleans could have a very successful year if three things happened. If Zion Williamson stayed healthy, so far so good, I guess. If Brandon Ingram stayed healthy, eh, not off to a great start there. And if C.J. McCollum returned to his old form of the past. Last night, C.J. McCollum was 7 of 21, didn't play well. Last night, Ingram wasn't available. And hell, even Zion didn't give his best foot forward last night. He had 19 points. It was minus 17 on the floor. Um, This is why, Brian, if I were running that organization, I would not have just run the same team back this coming season. A, I don't trust the health. B, I don't think they're good enough even if they are healthy. Golden State beat you by 28 without Klay Thompson. Um, I don't know, man. I, I, I want them to have a great season. I genuinely do. This is not like the Saints, right? I'm a Saints hater. I, I'll wear that one. But I actually do want the Pelicans to do well. Um, I just don't trust that the pieces are going to stay lined up. I, I Two games in, we're already dealing with this crap. Well, look, I want to watch. I try trying to find a station with the Pelicans on. It, Good luck with that. It's horrible down here. Good luck with that. It, it's terrible. You can't even watch the Pelicans. But uh, – I was trying to follow them as much as I could. And uh, early on in the season, I think a problem, Casey, again, look, and last night at halftime, it was a close game. Two-point game, maybe, I think it was. And in the second half, boom, bottom bottom falls out. But then the game before, I think they might have been up around 20 or 20-something points. And, I mean, they won maybe. Yeah, about like five. I mean, again, and that's the same thing last year. They'd come out to big leads, then just either lose focus or whatever the hell's going on and and have to struggle to, to win some of these games if they were lucky enough to win them. One week into the season, you already have a starter out. You already got Trey Murphy out. You already got Alvarado out. Like, come on, man. You can't fool me into thinking they're going to play 70 games. Like, you can't. It's never happened before. It's not like they're made of glass, man. It can't happen. Um, but why? I, I don't know. Another team that's maybe made of glass, my Clippers. I was gloating in the first segment of the show and just said, hey, James Harden got traded. I didn't tell you the specifics. The 76ers at 2.30 a.m. this morning, and I was not awake to hear this. I actually found out about this when I first woke up. Sent James Harden, P.J. Tucker, and Philip Petrozev to the Clippers for Marcus Marsh, Robert Covington, Nick Batum, K.J. Martin, a 2028 first round pick, two second round picks, a 2029 pick swap, and an additional first round pick from the Oklahoma City Thunder, which is in 2027. Um, so the draft picks are way on down the road. Uh, the Clippers are pushing all in to try to win right now. Um, man, I think the biggest part of this trade is not James Harden. I think Harden's going to go there. I think he's going to be terrific. I think he's going to be more of a point guard, less of a scorer. He's going to get the ball to Paul George. He's going to get the ball to Kawhi. Last year, Joel Embiid won the MVP in part because James Harden was getting the, him the ball in places to score all game. He led the league in assists. I think he's going to be terrific. I really genuinely believe that. I'm not just saying that because I'm a fan. The big part to this trade to me is the Clippers also got P.J. Tucker. P.J. Tucker is a winner. P.J. Tucker is a great defender. P.J. Tucker is the best defender in the league at guarding Kevin Durant. So who's the guy or the team that the Clippers maybe fear most? Phoenix. Now they got a better playmaker and a great defender. Um, 
a lot of times these trades don't work out. I think the Clippers are going to be really, really good. P.J. Tucker being involved in that is huge for them. What happens if your boy goes to the Clippers and starts if he doesn't get his way? <laughs> I mean, then he's going to probably be out that, the league, right? I mean, you can't. Uh, here's the thing about th- this is what makes this so interesting. Harden, Westbrook, Kawhi, and Paul George are all free agents at the end of this year. Every one of them. So if this goes well, yeah, they'll probably all resign. Keep the train rolling. If it's a dumpster fire, guess what? They're all going to go their own separate ways. Um, well, And then that's the reason, Brian, why the 76ers wanted draft picks. They feel, the 76ers don't care about Marcus Marsh, Robert Covington, Nick Batum. That, that's trash. They don't, they're not worried about that. They wanted draft picks because they're betting that it ain't going to work. The Clippers are going to have to rebuild, and then those draft picks are going to become valuable Good pieces. picks. Very good picks. So we'll see. We'll I, see. I just don't like the whole Harden situation where I want to go here. Okay, we're going to send you there. Then they don't. Then he pouts. and He is, quote, ecstatic to be going to the Clippers, oh. and he is flying to Los Angeles today to try to be in attendance at the Clippers. Was the Clippers playing home tonight against Orlando? Um, I wish you were playing away and wouldn't take them. I, <laughs> <laughs> I, um, this morning I bought League Pass. I will be watching the Clippers, and I'm a night owl. So the fact that they start at 9:30 don't bother me in the least. That's actually better for me. My day is going to be winding down. Um, it'll be interesting to see. And on the flip side to this, by the way, um. I don't think Philadelphia is in bad shape either. They played the first three games of the season so far without James and have still looked very good. Tyrese Maxey's playing well. Joel Embiid's playing well. I think this could be a situation where if the Clippers can make a deep playoff run or maybe even win one, obviously you would say that it was worth it for them. But if after that they fall apart and those draft picks become valuable, then maybe the 76ers could potentially win this down the road as well. Could be a good trade for both teams. And in the short time, the uh, distraction's gone. So, so that's a positive. Now you got to play some basketball, but at least all this nonsense is hopefully going to be over with. If I tell you that they, the Clippers are now going to be in line and would knock the Lakers out of the playoffs, would you support Harden's pouting and trade request now? Uh, I would support him on the court playing. <laughs> <laughs> I just still don't like the way it happened. But Yeah. No, I, I get that. I understand that. So we'll see when he's able to get back out there. Not cheering for the Lakers, regardless. The, the word in Philadelphia was, oh, he was out getting in shape. Uh, no, he was out because they were oh. refusing to play him because they didn't want him to get hurt and then become untradeable. Um, he's in shape. He's going to be ready to go very shortly here for the Clippers. Um, watching some NBA last night, I got to tell you, man, um, a, Boston, which is my preseason pick to win it all. They're a freight train. They won 126-107 to 107 last night. They've got so much explosiveness. Um, B, the Chris Paul thing in Golden State's kind of working out. Yeah. Um, and I get it. It's a long year. He's closer to 40 than he is 35. You know, will this work out over 82 games? But what Golden State is doing is they're not starting him. And when Curry and Draymond and Thompson and those guys take a breather – they're just telling him, hey, just go be a playmaker with our second unit. And last night, he 13 points, six rebounds, five assists, two steals, six of 10 shooting, plus 17 in his 25 minutes. Um, the worst thing in the NBA is an aging star who does not mentally have it in his head yet 
that he's not a star anymore, but it looks like Chris Paul isn't that. It looks like he's willing to buy into this role. And, and what about the Spurs with women or whatever? One of, what's his name? Winawamba? Winawamba. I mean, uh, it's he's still, he's got a ways to go. But it just, uh, at times, they still look lost on the court. Oh, I mean, I don't think he's gonna be. I don't think he's gonna be what they said he was gonna be. He's he's so thin. And I, <laughs> did you see what Jokic said about him? No. It was it, look. Jokic doesn't have the same grasp on our language and our culture like we do, right? So you know, he's he probably didn't mean this, but they asked him about Winnawamba, and uh, no, I'm sorry, it wasn't about Winnawamba. They actually asked him about Ch- Chet Holmgren. So my apologies, but I'll tell you anyway. They played Oklahoma City, and they asked him about Chet Holmgren. And he said, yeah, he's very talented, but he needs to get fatter. <laughs> uh, I think the same about Winnawamba, though. He doesn't have an NBA body yet. He's got a great skill set. He doesn't have an NBA body yet. And until he gets one, I don't think it's going um, to make much of a difference. For but him. he's out the lane. All, uh, I you're 7'4", and, and yeah, you're not even playing inside. It's kind of weird. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's just He had some spurts where he, can, he, he does some things, but he's just – a lot of times it, they look just it's lost. It's no fluid uh, into that offense right now. The LSU men's basketball team played an exhibition game last night and won by 88. Did you see that? No. They played um, Louisiana Christian, which is the old Louisiana college, and won 132 to 44. Um, Jordan Wright had 22 points, Jalen Reed 11. Tyrell Ward, 19, McGuani Wilkinson, 17. I mean, everybody got into the act for LSU. But it's very interesting is that Coach Matt McMahon said after the scrimmage yesterday, we still don't know if Jalen Cook is going to be cleared to play. Um, the season starts in a week, and the guy who you recruited out of the portal who maybe was going to be your best team player on the team, still not cleared. Man, you would have thought LSU would have done some research and some homework and would have been sure that he would have gotten cleared before bringing this kid in. You would hate for him to transfer out of a spot where he was having success and not even be able to play. Like, that that could be very detrimental. But, but why take so long? Yeah, why didn't tell him in June the, or July? The process, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know how long uh, has the LSU, if they even, I guess you make a request to, to see if he's eligible, but... Uh, Seems like it's taken a whole heck of a long time. Yeah, so we'll be keeping an eye on that as uh, Cook is trying to get eligible and trying to uh, make his way back into the lineup. We'll catch a break, our final break. When we get back, we'll talk some LSU football. Um, The Tigers are going to be without several key pieces on Saturday, and we'll kind of break that matchup down. It's play-by-play. We'll be right back after this. While inventory is growing, prices are dropping at Golden Motors. Come to Golden Motors and check out the new 2023 Chevrolet Silverado with the all-new technology and improved great fuel economy. Whether you're looking to tow your boat or camper or if it's just you for your daily commute, the confident and towing capability is there for you. Check out the new 2023 Chevrolet Silverado at Golden Motors, 15101 Highway 3235 and Cutoff, The Back Road, 325-1000. Chevy, find new roads. Price is priority. State Bank and Trust Company has provided Cajun banking served just the way you like it for now 70 years. State Bank offers a wide variety of modern conveniences without having to sacrifice that personal touch that we all know and love. So stop by today and get a taste of Cajun banking and be met by a smiling familiar face who loves our area as much as you do. 
at State Bank and Trust Company, still standing strong after 70 years of loyal service to our community. Maritime Safety Solutions, LLC, specializes in portable fire extinguisher sales, inspection, and service. They provide tests of CO2 fire suppression, NOVEC systems, fire detection systems, water mist systems, and safety relief valves on marine vessels. Conveniently located minutes away from Port Fouchon. Our service technicians have a dependable reputation by outstanding service to the marine industry. Stop by Maritime Safety Solutions, LLC, 14626 West Main Street, Cutoff, or call 985-632-7233. Cancer can feel like something we can't do anything about, but you can. There are screening tests that can catch cancer early when it may be easier to treat. Begin cervical screening at age 25. At 45, start colorectal and breast screening. At 50, discuss lung screening with a doctor. Find resources for free and low-cost screening at cancer.org slash get screened. This is a public service message from the American Cancer Society. It's Ram Power Days at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups of their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Whether you need a truck for work or home life, the Ram will do its job. Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. One more segment to go here on Play by Play. Who did we have today? We want to thank Coach Wells at Central Lafouche. We want to thank Coach Lewis at Terrebonne. And we want to thank Coach Broussard at Assumption. Um, all for their time today. Um, LSU and Alabama are going to be facing off with one another on Saturday. Uh, that game will be in Tuscaloosa, 6.30 kickoff. Um, 6.45 kickoff, my apologies. Alabama's a three-point favorite coming in. Um, I got to tell you, I, I don't I don't really have much of a lean here, man. Usually I have kind of a good idea how this is going to go. I don't have much of a lean. I, I think the LSU offense could score on Alabama. Um, I think that the LSU defense could maybe stop the run a little bit uh, to force Milrow to have to make some plays. Um, but you're entering the game, and Brian Kelly announced this yesterday, you're entering the game without Deuce Chestnut, without Denver Harris, and without Zy Alexander, which is your three top cornerbacks in a secondary that um, quite possibly isn't very good to begin with. So... I think we're going to learn one of two things here. A, if Milrow can't take advantage of this situation on Saturday, then Alabama needs a new quarterback in the offseason. Um, B, LSU's going to have to convert in the red zone. you got to get down there and you got to score touchdowns. And C, um, some of these young guys, Ashton Stamps, Jeremiah Hughes, and you know some of these other boys who are going to be playing in big situations, are they ready for the lights? Because we're going to certainly find out on Saturday if they're ready for the lights. But here's the thing, bro, and if I were an Alabama fan, I would be a little bit nervous about this. Um, and this is something that actually has me feeling okay about things as an LSU guy. I really, if I were Coach Tommy Rees, the offensive coordinator at Alabama, I really 
would not be changing my game plan a whole lot based on this. I wouldn't be looking to throw it 30, 40, 50 times. That's not what you do because I really think that your instinct, oh, they got all their secondary out. Let's open it up. That could also lead to some turnovers and some mistakes and some problems too. So I'm curious to see how much, if at all, Alabama alters what they do um, because I really wouldn't change it a whole lot because I don't trust Milrow to be that gunslinging, pocket-passing guy. Uh, so curious to see how Alabama looks to exploit that. I think it's going to come down to can LSU pressure the quarterback, force uh, Milrow into some bad decisions where he's going to either fumble the ball or he's going to throw interceptions. And uh, by pressuring the quarterback, they take away Alabama's big play capability where he Milrow, Milrow won't have as much time to sit back in the pocket and throw the ball long down the field. And uh, I think that'll uh, be key for the Tigers and for Alabama. They're gonna have to. Uh, they're gonna have to run the football. You can't just rely on the big plays. And I think you're gonna have to um, find a way where you can uh, just be consistent moving the football. And Alabama's defense will have to contain. Daniels they're gonna have to I don't know if you put a spy on him or something but you can't let him get outside the pocket and and, and run the football you're gonna have to try and contain him so Nick Saban yesterday called LSU's offense the best in the country and when they asked him how do you try to slow down Jaden Daniels he said well I don't know because he killed us last year he's much better this year I don't know if killed last year was quite the right way to say it he was he didn't have a great game last year against Alabama but he was good enough he had 182 yards passing uh 95 yards rushing um I really think that it's going to be very important and I said it yesterday I reiterate it today in big games when he was at LSU and also when he was at Alabama in big games Nick Saban teams usually win special teams 2019, when LSU had the best team in the history of the sport, why wasn't the game a blowout? Because Alabama ran a punt back for a touchdown and gave them some early momentum. LSU has to play even in that phase. You don't have to win it. You just have to play even in that phase and don't give up any big plays. If you don't give them any short fields, doing stupid stuff, turning it over, whatever it may be, I think you're going to be okay. But on the road, it's going to be easier said than done to actually do that. And and it's very easy. If if Alabama – if Alabama plays the way they've been playing all year, they get him beat. Because LSU is too good of a football team to play the way you've been playing, where going into halftime, losing, falling behind by double digits. You can't do that against LSU this weekend. There's no way. And uh, 10 penalties can't happen. You're not going to beat LSU if that happens. So, Alabama's going to have to play much, much better to win this game. Makai Wingo is not going to be in the game on Saturday. He had um, knee surgery over the bye that's going to keep him out for six weeks. Makai Wingo tweeted yesterday um, saying, I'll be out. You know, Sorry, I won't be there with my brothers. Dot, dot, dot. See you all in the playoffs. If LSU wins the rest of their games, are they going to the college football playoff? No. You don't think? Nope. They're up to 13 right now, and the first college football playoff rankings are coming out tonight, so we'll have a better idea. Um, They would obviously jump Alabama if they won the rest of their games. 
Um, Michigan and Ohio State are playing one another, so one of them is going to lose a game. I think you'd probably need Washington to lose their 8-0. I don't know, man. If Because to get all the way through the season unblemished, you would have to beat both Alabama and Georgia, both on the road, right? Because the Georgia game is in the Georgia Dome, and that's that's a road game, right? Um, I tend to think if they win the rest, they might sneak in. I don't think they're going to win the rest. But if they do, and they finish this thing 11-2, and two, fresh off of beating Alabama, fresh off of beating Georgia, I, I think that they would probably get in. I, I really do. I think that they would probably get in. And I, I think a, a two-loss team should not. Not when not when you're picking four teams. Well, it, it, I mean, yeah, right. You're going to need some help, right? You know, you're you're going to need somebody in here to maybe lose a game that'd be unexpected or whatever. But do we really trust Texas to win the rest of their games? Do we trust Oregon to win the like? I don't know, man. I, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting for sure. It'll definitely come down to the wire to see. One thing that I think is helping LSU right now that we don't talk enough about is the fact that that Missouri win on the road is turning into a really good win. They're now number 14 in the country. They're 7-1. and one. That's helping them out a lot. The fact that Florida State's still undefeated doesn't look like that's a bad loss. That's helping them out a lot. It'll be close. It'll, it'll, it'll be close for yeah. sure. And look, I, I trust Ole Miss. Okay, hear me out. I trust Ole Miss to win the rest of their games before Texas. Even knowing that they're playing at Georgia? Yep. Wow. See, I don't know that Ole Miss is going to beat A&M on Saturday. They're playing A&M. I, I don't know. This is going to be an interesting last month of the year. Um, did you see – well, let me ask you this. Did you see what Deion Sanders said after his game on Saturday? No. Okay. Um, did you see what Dabo Sweeney said yesterday? No. Okay. So I'm going to ask you which one is a bigger crybaby, right? Um, Deion Sanders was asked about his offensive line play on Saturday. Oh, that's the one he's going to get a whole new offensive line? Yeah, and he basically, blah, 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 we're not good up front, blah, blah. And then when they asked him, oh, well, the the long-term pictures, you get new linemen. That's the picture we're going to paint, and I'm going to paint it beautifully, or whatever he said. Then yesterday, Dabo Sweeney was doing a radio talk uh, show. Um, I think it's his weekly radio appearance. And a fan called in and basically said, Dabo, you're one of the highest paid player, uh, coaches in the country. You're 4-4. Four and four. We're paying you a lot of money to be 500. Like, how are you going to turn this thing around? And he went off. Oh, you're a 16-year-old smartass. You're part of the problem. Uh, you don't, you're not going to talk down to me, blah, 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 blah. Um, which one's more of a crybaby? I could see uh, Dion. Hey, bro, Dion. I have an idea. Instead of already looking at next year and how you're going to have all new linemen, why don't you coach the ones that you have and get them better, right? Because that's what coaching is. It's taking a team from day one to day 12 and getting them better. Colorado was a better football team in week one than they are right now because there's no coaching going on. There's just whining and complaining. Transfer portal this, transfer portal that. On the opposite side of it, um, you got Dabo who's, oh, the fans are the problem. No, the fans are not the problem. The fact that people support your program is the reason why you're making $11 million a year. You're 4-4 four and four because you're too damn stubborn to take a transfer. You're too damn stubborn to pay the kids NIL money. That's the reason why you're 4-4. Four and four. Which one's a bigger crybaby? I'm going to go Dion because he's throwing his players under the bus. You don't do that to college kids. Those guys, how can you want to play hard for this guy again? Here's, here's the thing that rubs me the wrong way. There are ways to protect 
a bad offensive line. You could chip. You could keep some blockers in, closed up formations. You could throw screens. You could run draws. Colorado's not doing that. You know why they're not doing that? Because that ain't going to look pretty no, to the NFL. Right. And we're trying to get our boy as a first-round draft pick. So that you're telling me that you're prioritizing individual stuff over the team to begin with. And the recruiting thing is hot right now for Colorado, right? They, they got a big old portal class. But I think a lot of these kids, and then more importantly, the parents, a lot of these kids are going to be seeing some of this stuff and saying, every time something goes wrong, it's going to be your fault. Yeah. I think it's going to end up hurting their recruiting in the long run. Yes, it will. And it should. And if, it, if his son's not quarterback, are we even talking about this? The offensive, he, that question could have come up offensive line, and he, he could have answered it. Well, he would have. Completely opposite. Their offensive line wasn't bad in week one whenever they were playing TCU and scoring 1,000 points. Their offensive line is getting exposed because teams are seeing what they did earlier in the season and are adjusting. It's wow. up to Colorado to make those same adjustments. They lost to UCLA on Saturday. They're going to lose again to Colorado State this coming Saturday. And I'm telling you now, I was one of the first ones to say this. They're not even going to make a bowl. They're 4-4. Four and four. they got to win two more games. They're not even going to make a bowl. All this talk, and they're not even going to make a bowl. And that's good. It is good. Oh, yeah. Play, yeah we yes, ended sir. it again. Yes, sir. We're going to end it. We're going to wrap things up. Have a happy Halloween. Don't do anything stupid. Well, not any dumber than what I'm going to be doing. Because I'm going to be celebrating the rest of the day. James Harden, free at last. He's free. Going to the we Clippers, We free a baby. Casey. We free a Casey complaining. Tomorrow we got our mailbag. Uh, hope you guys have enjoyed today's show. Love you guys. Be safe tonight.